So we are now live. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to another new season of Variety with Beyonce. Um, you know, my very usual podcast of me being goofy, inviting guests into my home or I enter into their homes. Now with COVID, it's been a little bit difficult, but we're back. We're doing August. We're doing a Women's Month series. Um, all the social media is up and running. So check us out on Twitter, Variety with Deonce. Um, You can find us on TikTok. Um, you can also find us on Snapchat. So don't forget all those nice things. You must watch my social media for all this. Uh, tonight, our very first guest joining us to discuss and unpack what it means to be a woman because it's Women's Month and we're trying to understand and I will be talking throughout the series to different types of women, different bodies of women to understand and unpack what being a woman actually means to them. So I am joined tonight by hairstylist extraordinaire, the woman that's always responsible for making me look this good. Um, Miss J. DuPont, trans rights activist, all those things nice. Also a friend of the show. But for those of those peoples that don't know you, please tell us who you are. Good evening and welcome. Good evening, Deonce and the viewers. Um, like as a wise woman once said, um, you do so much and you work hard that you don't even need to introduce yourself. Oh, well, I want to say, first of all, Happy Human Women's Month. Um, I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. So tell us, what do you do? What? I will, I'm, I'm hairstylist extraordinaire, and then, but you have wear so many caps, you know? Oh, mine. Oh, mine. Okay, I'm currently, um, as mentioned before, I am a human rights activist first of all i'm currently working for a very amazing organization tiamod tiamon transgender intersex androgynous movement of namibia um i'm the programs officer um yeah i am a stylist <laughs> i am a sister i'm a daughter i am so many other things yeah that's who i am so she is a Jill of all trades kind of situation happening here. We are glad to have you back on the show. So let's get right into the gist of it. It's Women's Month. Happy Women's Month again. Um, and then, of course, on the show and everywhere else, the platforms that I represent, it is always women with an X um, because we try and make sure that we speak to all women, right? So, Miss J., the first question and the leading question of the evening is, what does being a woman mean to you? Um, this is a very interesting question and it actually gives you so much more to do introspection to say what it means to really be a woman. So um, since the beginning, it has been a very difficult journey actually to actually be able to understand and to embrace the womanhood that other people see as a taboo. Um, to be a woman, it means that I am that person that can always 
stand or do things that are greater that during the apartheid times or during the oppression even now that people disbelieve that women cannot uh, be able to be successful for that matter be able to uh, occupy certain positions or even in the list to be able to decide for their own what they want to do with their bodies so it's um it's a quite very interesting question but in overall it means that I can be who I am and still be the greatest person that people always thought that yeah it's not you know I know it's a it's a it's an extremely loaded question right so and I love the way you're answering it because <laughs> I have been speaking to a few people and traditionally if um we hear the word women the first thing that people then go to is biology. Yeah. So, would you say then biology makes you a woman or is it a journey? Um, taking it from a perspective of a transgender woman. I think for me, it's the inside of me. It's the journey that I've went through in my life to be able to embrace the womanhood. There are so many things that... Even when I just share my personal journey as a trans woman, there were days that I could not even take a bath because I know there are so many other things that will traumatize me. Even now, there are days that I need to shave because women are not supposed to do that. But I have went through the journey to be able to see that this is just something else. But what's inside is more important. And then I have decided, you know what? If I make peace with myself inside, why does it bother me? So even now, there's so many people that could say, but why did you decide to be a woman? And I'm like, oh my world, <laughs> do I even have to answer this question? Because I mean, nobody wakes up and just decide I'm a woman or I'm a man or whatsoever. It's a journey. It's like, you such an <laughs> emotional... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I would. I know. I we need to acknowledge those feelings because these are deep conversations that we try and have on this show. And um, thank you again for the courage to just open up and 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 share um, this kind of real emotion with us. Right. Um, I think we are all privileged to be able to see it because I, to an extent, I can relate to what you're saying as a trans woman. Right. Because. There is what is a traditional notion of what is what a woman is supposed to be, what a woman is supposed to look like, and then there's you, <laughs> right? So I'm, it it's something that I've also been struggling with quite a lot to be able to find the balance in terms of what society perceives a woman to be, mm. and then who am I, and how am I finding my space as a woman. I'm not sure if this has been sort of like a journey that you've been on. Yeah, quite a lot. Like, um, you know, there are so many. It's not always the society, but also, you know, when you are not mentally prepared or mentally have a support system, it becomes a lot. And sometimes you put the blame on yourself. But luckily, um, through my journey, I have 
got to know a lot of more people that I could actually open up with and share even though I could not get professional help because I could then relate or I could then see this in a very different perspective in terms of how am I supposed to let myself down if or to give the satisfaction to others. So for me, it's, it's your, but quite a lot, it happens, but then, you know, um, it's a journey and it's all, we all have different experiences as trans people. So yours might not be the same as the other ones, or it could not be at the same pace, but however, when you thrive and when you really understand yourself as a person before even allowing other people to really um, get yourself or get yourself down because they want to satisfy their ego or whatsoever you might call it. Mm. Tell me, um, I feel bodily autonomy has been like the you. biggest topic. Um, <laughs> For women right now on the continent um, and and in this country and particularly to feminist related activist activism right so one would you regard yourself as a feminist and two where do you find yourself as a 21st century young woman on the issues of bodily autonomy um oh well first of the years i am a feminist because I believe that anything can be changed if it doesn't suit or fits every human being. So, I mean, every person deserves the right to choose what they do with their body. They deserve the right to decide on what they want, whether they want children, whether they don't want children, whether they want to transition. So, um, I mean, as a 21st century young person in terms of um, bodily autonomy, I think there has been a progress in, ter in terms of how things used to be. First of all, like um, one of the examples would be the transgenderism was removed as a mental disorder. That's one. Um, there is so much information in terms of gender affirming services that are provided to every trans people or to say that there is a reach of trans people that has the knowledge and the information about gender affirming services also i have been able to access the gender affirming services in a country like namibia i mean oh my well <laughs> but yeah here we are Tell me what that means, though. <laughs> when you <laughs> when you see a country like Namibia and being able to access gender-affirming healthcare, you know, maybe I think maybe it's not the country itself. Maybe there was a lack of information in terms of access to services um, when it comes to gender-affirming services, or even just the general knowledge about gender-affirming services. And I know there have been few, I know about few trans women that has transitioned over the time, but then still there was no information. And also the other factor would be the affordability. Now also um, the availability of the gender affirming um, therapy is also accessible now. So I think 
<laughs> oh my well. But yeah, Namibia is actually very progressive in terms of access to services and information. But there's still so much more to be done in terms of um, the whole holistic, or let me just say the legal gender recognition. So even if I transition now, like my document still stays the same. So that's again another issue that is in the breach so it's it's almost like a long-term goal yeah would be then legal gender recognition um so you're mentioning so much and it, it's almost like it's a wealth of information that we're receiving from you tonight um i would like to follow up on the bodily autonomy conversation and gender affirming health care and ask then would you say it is the right for you as a transgender person and as somebody that is on a journey to affirm the woman that you are, to have the services as a right? I think it is, or I don't think, I believe it is a right as a transgender woman because every person or every citizen of Namibia deserve to be treated as same in front of the court of law. So let's say um, I transition now and I'm fully transitioned and my document still stays the same. For those people that don't know, what does fully transitioned mean? So there are two stages. First, when you are only on the hormonal therapy without any surgery, or let me say if you have not completed the vaginal plasty, then you are, or if you have completed the vaginoplasty with the hormonal therapy, then you are fully transitioned or post-op. Mm -hmm. So when you are pre-op, you are just on the hormones. Or you have just done the upper part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's definitely a universal right to healthcare. That much we're agreeing on. So now, as we get to know you a little bit better, um, and we talk about issues of being a woman, um, what? So, um, let's talk love, right? And I still find out, like, I mean, we're all curious. <laughs> Maybe I'm feeding my curiosity. How has navigating? love and relationships being as a woman? Oh, oh well, very interesting. <laughs> okay, oh well. So I think, like referring back to my love life, um, it has its fair share, like there were ups and downs, but mostly, um, it's very difficult as a trans woman to be in a relationship with a cisgender man. Then automatically people already refer that relationship as a gay relationship because I regard myself or I am a woman and this is a man, right? And again, it has so much to do with, you know, being comfortable in yourself or in your own skin. 
um, when it comes to relationship because there are so many conversations that need to happen. You need to get to know this person in and out in order to be able to be comfortable enough to be or share every emotion and every detail of this person. So, my love life has been currently a little bit shaky. Oh. Yes. <laughs> complicated relationship status. <laughs> but I have realized that um, maybe it has to do with myself because I still am finding myself as a person and sometimes I'm this person that you know what you know when I get those nice nice things <laughs> cuddlings nice nice things <clears throat> then I am automatically building feelings with expectations and you know later on I turn to get myself in deep poof and now I have realized, you know what, the only thing that matters is when you know yourself and when you love yourself, you'd know how much you, worth you have. So, so do you it, think women love harder than men? Well, yes. 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 Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> Enlighten us why. Why you think so? Again, I'm going to refer to myself, right? <laughs> well, we are talking to you, so right. by all means, let us in. So I'm going to be all honest. So as I said, I... So we continue um, talking about... Yes, we were saying, um, why do you think women love harder than men? Because I know I do, like, when I go into something, mostly, like, I go in 110 person. Who says men don't? They don't. <laughs> they don't. Because in all my experiences, I mean, yeah, there has been, like, the goods and the bads, you know. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I am just a person that I would say that is not ready or is unlucky for love. Because I think I'm giving more than I should. And then later on, I expect at least something in return. But who's supposed of, to give what in a relationship? You know, it's supposed to be a 50-50, right? But you know... What does 50-50 50 50-50 means, you know, we all <laughs> need to contribute the 50% in the relationship. Mm. But in but my case, it's, is this material or emotional or how? You know, be it. You know, in a relationship, you always like have the conversations. You know, so there might be that it could be materialistic, it could be emotional. You know, but overall, I think in my case, I have given like when it comes to. Emotion I have given 80% knowing, but I could see and I could notice. But you know, I always want to, like, you know, even like maybe it's just me trying to be funny <laughs> or trying to, you know. I always wonder why, why do, why do women do that? Why do we, why do we overcompensate for men? Maybe it's an instinct that we were born with. 
let let me put it that way um it's also depends on like you you know the area you are born in the environment you grow up in the family support and how you are brought up also plays a very important role in terms of how like courageous as a woman you can be and the culture comes there in the tradition you know all those things so um i think this comes it's a generational something that is following women so but let's not say it's all the women though you know so you know now i'm going to throw an economic question at you right um because i mean this girl wears so many caps she can deal with all of those kind of stuff right <laughs> um women in the employment sector have it's always been a struggle as a woman and particularly if you're a black woman um, and trans to be able to find a job and then now you are an added layer of trans right um how has the employment sector experience been for you um as i guess as a woman and then as a trans woman right um well i have made a dist in the activism movement and i know it has been very hard finishing grade 12 to find any job because that was the time that i was really finding myself as a woman and to be able to get employment was just pointless but then one of the opportunities that i have seen is that you know what when you stand up for something and when you have support when you stand for or be other people's voices it actually brings you that peace of mind even though you know it's still a very long road to go so i like started with activism 9 years ago or 8 years ago more or less and in that time what i have seen was that particularly the trans women were just secretaries they were just in the background you could not be able to occupy a certain position you are not able to talk beyond this point and i have seen that we have really fought or we have really um prove ourselves first and prove to the whole community and the whole larger world that we can do so much more and i think right now the current situation would be that we have really occupied certain positions and still really make very big impact than it had been before because we have always been oppressed by masculinity it has always been very toxic in terms of um be the best that you could be because you were just in the background mm. it's it's absolutely true i mean i I've dealt with some of that backlash. <laughs> Being one of those women that you were told to to be quiet, but we've come a long way. Um I think even just generally be it cis women um I I saw an article earlier in the year that the Namibian published that um the number of women now employed 
in the business sector have increased, um, whereas it, it used to be not, not even a significant figure. Um, you spoke a little bit about mental health earlier. Um, and so I guess, you know, it's something that I struggle with myself, um, what, what would, what are your little tricks that you would advise people to assist, um, with issues of mental health? Because you know, it's, 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 it comes in so many layers. Mental health, for, especially for trans diverse persons, or in general with any person, it's a very important aspect of a person's life. Because without your mental health, you will not be able to function in all, all the other areas of your life. And I think like it's very important as a human being to seek for mental health. Um, irregardless of whether you think you are able to handle it yourself because it's very easy and very calm to actually talk to somebody especially to seek um, professional I know it's not currently very affordable in terms of the effects of COVID-19 um, so, you, it's a very broad issue in terms of um, your honesty. <laughs> I know. Um, I think, because I mean, I just had two, two weeks of, of hectic mental health issues. So, um, Excuse us again if that was a triggering question. I know some questions are triggering. Um, so maybe we take a breather. Um, but it's a very important conversation to have. It, it is. It is essentially a very... And you know as black people and as black women that carry households and communities, we do not talk about the effects of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a black woman, um, and what it means to be an activist, what it means to be a trans black woman in, in the communities that we live in, be it rural communities, urban communities, peri-urban communities, and how this affects us. Um, and then the generational trauma that we carry, these are all things that go unprocessed for years, right? Um, but hope, I think, is here. This generation, I think, is talking a lot more on mental health. Oh. Is a lot more aware. I think more needs to be done. So I'm hoping organizations like yours are carrying the torch in terms of that. Um, and that I think even as we speak, there are platforms that allow people to be able to access social workers, therapists, psychologists, Fourth free, um, DM me, inbox me. I will be able to share some of those contacts with you uh, so that you are able to get help. Mental health is a very serious thing, and I think as black people, we need to start taking it seriously. But I think it's not only a black issue, I think it is an issue that affects persons of all races, of all types, of all genders, um, and more awareness needs to be done. 
So, I love your t-shirt. Um, it says, destroy the system, right? But the system is written CIS. I'm referring to, I guess, cis-normative systems. So, um, how do you do that? Um, so, explicitly, this is another question that I'm again going back to. Like, for example, um, in Namibia, all the systems are so heteronormative, cisnormative. So even just to get a simple policy for your partner, it's you need to be a cis woman, you need to be a cis man in order to be able to access all the services that are available. So in terms of what we talk about, the documents and all those things, it's very complicated. So we are trying to destroy the system in terms of trying to um, diversify all the systems to be able to fit with every human being, or especially all every citizen in Namibia. I mean, governments will tell you that is a very tall ask, right? Because you are basically saying you must change the entire home affairs system. It's not going to be happening. Right? Rome was not built in a day. Because <laughs> you're basically saying we must not have any gender on our IDs. We must be or... able to allow to choose our gender, right? So people must people must be allowed to self-identify. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean... How, but systematically, how how does that happen? So at what at at what age do we then say you get your birth documents, or at do we age? just issue them genderless? Yes, genderless, so every person can then be able to when they the same as they have the ages of. Like when you are able to sign on your own, like it's 18, so then you can get your own, or when you are be able to transition, you are able to choose your own gender. Interesting takes and conversations tonight. Uh, <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> so the other thing, even now, you know what, it's very difficult in terms of to get any data on trans women or trans people when it comes to justice system because when you go report a case they automatically say there's only male and female and on your id it's male so, so when it's you not report a case yes it, it's it not says necessarily a male yes so know. you know all those things <laughs> but, you know even it's something as simple as trying to get um, you know, I'm a declaration for SIM card replacement, Darling. and then, um, <laughs> quick funny story. I was I with you, or I think I was with somebody. I approached the counter, and so this guy now I'm telling him I need a SIM replacement, the police <laughs> officer behind the counter. So he's writing, right? Um, how old are you? I think I was 28 at that time. 
he goes a 28 year old female is here to make a sim replacement and he got because look at this i mean who would not right <laughs> and he is done and then he asks for my id and so i pass him my id so that he fills in the things and then he looks and then he says Ha'aman, what is this so i'm like what do you mean what 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 nonsense is this? Mali. Are you a man or a woman? Mali. So I'm like, my dear, please, I'm a woman. If you have issues, go up the street and go talk to your home, home affairs, affairs and tell them that it's a problem with this document because there is no there's no problem with me, right? <laughs> I just I'm unable to can. <laughs> but it's 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 hectic. It's it's really it's really really hectic. Um. And while we're talking about access to things, access to healthcare. Access to healthcare has been very progressive in terms of being able to get the primary healthcare. Um, I think the only thing now that we actually are trying to get in order is to access to gender affirming healthcare mm. because that has been one of the healthcare that has been that all the trans people could not be able to access and it's not also talked about um, so I think that's also one of the very important parts of sexual reproductive health rights of transgender people and generally I think Access to healthcare is very progressive in terms of being able to reach out to all the trans people. The information is wide well spread in terms of access to different healthcare. However, also the messaging for access to healthcare is also very cisnormative. I'm going to use the term again. Mm. Very mm. cisnormative because it's not appealing for trans people to access certain healthcare services and which are very important to their well-being um so i think a lot has still to be done in terms of trying to message all the trans or all the services in a very um should i say nuance or should i say very diverse language in order to be able to cater all the Diverse person, gender groups, gender yes. groups. Mm -hmm. um, quick, so another, I, I, I call them a, a, a drop, a, a drop in the well. Um, and <laughs> cis woman versus trans woman. <laughs> Your take. Oh. <laughs> Is there such a thing? If there is, why is there such a thing? People has actually, or let me say, generally, even the systems have made that division in terms of cis women and trans women. And I think in all the spectrums, in terms of social, in terms of professional, in terms of a family, it has always been that cis woman would be regarded as apparently as what do they say as a real woman mm. right that term right you know and this has really even growing up caused a lot of um 
division, a lot of misunderstanding because when you assist, you get more opportunities. You get more access to apparently what you as a cis person deserves or cis woman deserves. Mm. And now here I am, a little trans woman or so-called a bouncing baby boy that has grown into a woman trying to now apparently occupy a space that or uh, trying to fight for a space which i am not actually i am not fighting for a space i'm just claiming for my space you know so even in the women's movement it is very difficult to actually be able to really voice out as a trans woman because first of all everything they first look at the bodily autonomy what you're born with and apparently what you don't know what a woman or real woman goes through you know i hate that word like oh. so you know and you know sometimes people look at when it comes to women it's not something that is like biological some women believe that um, if you are able to be a child, then only you are a woman, right? So if you are infertile, you are not a woman. If you are married, you are a woman. You know, all those things. So the other example that I also use is that um, it's very difficult when it comes to your... <laughs> Even when you go through rape as a trans woman, it's very difficult how, or it's very different how you are being treated from the beginning, even at the healthcare center to the police station to, sometimes it doesn't even go through to the courts because it is taken as you are not a woman. Like, biologically, you are not a woman. Even when you go report a case about domestic violence, it's not regarded as domestic violence, it's an assault. So it has always been a division between cis women and trans women, but I believe there is no such thing because all women are women, regardless of what. And trans women are women, women. you know? Um, and very deep conversations again. Um, we are passionate and we are grateful for having you here with us tonight. Thank you again. I'm honored to be here. Um, do trans women have male privilege, benefit from male privilege? There's no such thing as that. <laughs> there is no such thing. The women's thing. movement would have you believe that trans women and TERFs would have you believe that trans women benefit from male privilege. There is no such thing as that. There is totally no such thing as that. Because I think if I have male privilege, why would I... Like, there was a time that me and my friends went out. So, yeah, we got a little bit tipsy, a little bit drunk. We decided to club hop. So we're doing the claps, we're doing the claps. It was early in the morning, around past 12. So we're going home. So we find four guys. Yeah. So you want to be a woman? 
so the first one grab the other one on the hair you know i'm gonna show you how a woman has been treated so if i have male privileges why the heck would i still allow to be treated that way right so i go through all the same things women go through like economically emotionally mentally psychologically it's the same the violence the violence you oh it's a lot of layers you know so i don't think there is you know <laughs> no it's been a deep but it's been a wonderful conversation it's i've been absolutely lovely having you with me any last words any last thoughts um i just want to say happy woman's month to all the women of all color um you are beautiful you are brave you are strong you are courageous you are beautiful you are beautiful and you are love thank you miss d thank you so much miss j for joining us there you've heard it you are love it's been our Women's Month edition. Our first guest, um, hairstylist extraordinaire, trans activist, programs officer, stylist, um, a woman of many wonderful, um, inspirational words. You've heard it here first. What it means to be a woman, it is definitely not biological. Um, you are able to go on a journey and find yourself in different spectrums. It is not fixed. Um, gender in itself is a societal construct and therefore uh, moves, right? Um, transgender itself, trans means to move, uh, if you didn't know that, right? <laughs> um, mental health is a very important factor as Human beings, we need to take better care of ourselves, better care of our minds, reach out to a therapist, speak to a friend, speak to a social worker. You are able to access this through very different platforms. The Ministry of Health has social workers that you can access if you did not know that. Um, you can go to Red Cross. Um, you can um, Lifeline Childline. Uh, regain trust. These are all you can contact our friends and young feminist movement trust Namibia. So there are various places that you could go to to be able to access services of mental health. Remember, as I always say, uh, give love, 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 and more love. Do not give hate. Hey, um, you will find me again on all of my platforms all over. Find me on Instagram right there right there you know just go follow click follow there um and if you're done here then go find us on facebook variety at deonce click follow click like uh, click share and then when you are done there go over to your tiktok and do the tiktok things and then when you're done there you can go over to the twitter with a bluebird and then when you're done there you can go over to the snapchat and if you are done there, <laughs> you go over to the YouTube and you subscribe. And once you are done there, you go come back to the Instagram. You go to the bio and then you click on the link. You will go to the blog spot. 
to check out the blog for the mogul because this one is trying to become a business mogul so check me out support your girl man get me there doch man i thank you for joining me Happy um also man. check out the podcast on anchor fm um you can find it also on spotify uh google um apple um all those nice nice other distribution places so please do find um the 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 podcast variety with Deonce. i will be sharing the link also across all my social media um with little short snippets we will be tweeting the wise words of this woman um throughout tomorrow also check me same time tomorrow evening with two very special girls the young women from uh, uh, the 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 uh, urban areas where they are grabbing the land now you see south africa was looting now this one's they're Wee, gripping the they're land <laughs> thank you for joining me be safe remember COVID is real people please do go get vaccinated um keep the social distancing um if you're not wear the mask please make sure you wear the mask satanize you know the hands sanitize all those things nice and keep safe please right? do get vaccinated Stay please safe. do get vaccinated go get go get the xenophobes you people that are waiting Stay for the safe. johnson and the johnsons go get the xenophobes let's all be safe keep our communities safe Thank you for joining us. Love you, love you. Spread the love.